Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, More is Afraid of the Dark, but Not Really, Episode 3. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is our third episode of More is Afraid of the Dark, but Not Really, the podcast. And this week, we will talk about the tale of Laughing in the Dark. In today's episode, we are talking about one of the scariest episodes, I think, of at least season one, if not the entire series of Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's right. It's the tale told by Betty Ann, known as the tale of Laughing in the Dark. Here's a fun fact for you all. You might recognize the carny in the beginning of the episode as none other than Dr. Vink with a va-va-va. That's right, actor Aaron Taggart played the carny and was the voice of Zebo the Clown in this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Remember, as always, you can follow along by going to More is Afraid of the Dark, but not really the blog, as I literally just read these summaries out loud for your convenience. So let's get started. So now, this one episode made me almost piss my pants as an eight-year-old. It was probably because I had a fear of clowns. This fear was not just from Zebo, but I also have a fear of Ronald McDonald. Like, I used to have nightmares about Ronald, but that did not stop me from eating at McDonald's. I love the chicken nuggets, especially the spicy nuggets they just got. Getting back to the summary at hand, the tale of Laughing of the Dark, as I've mentioned, is told by Betty Ann. This episode, like many of the episodes in season one, is unique because this one didn't start with the Midnight Society. Um, It actually starts with Betty Ann telling the story right away. The opening credits for this episode are also slightly different because it's just a door. You don't see like the whole attic scene, but that could just be the cop, the digital copy I have. So the episode starts with Betty Ann telling us about a theme park called Playland. She tells us that at Playland, you can laugh and scream and get scared to death on rides. And in my case, drink, eat lots of junk food and ditch your parents. Hmm. I wonder where else you could ditch your parents. Maybe in the woods? Hint, hint. She then tells us about one of the attractions at the park called, you guessed it, Laughing in the Dark, which features a clown named Zevo. So while the park in her story is fictional, I just want to say there is a real playland and I've been there. It is in Vancouver, British Columbia. Anyways, getting back to the story, after Betty Ann mentions the clown, Kristen has a shit fit. She says to the group, I don't do clowns. They are creepy and give me nightmares. To which everyone, and by everyone I mean Kiki mostly, gives her shit and teases her about her fear of clowns. Betty Ann is now forced to see how this will play out and not wanting to give Kiki the satisfaction of being right, Kristen promptly tells Betty Ann to do her worse. I like to think Betty Ann thought to herself, challenge accepted. So since she did not properly start the story beforehand, the Gary in a stern tone, because you know rules are rules and you don't want to piss off the Gary, hands her the bag of midnight dust and she submits her story as the tale of laughing in the dark. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard that the midnight dust is just non-dairy powdered creamer. And if that's the case, it really makes me wonder why we're drinking that stuff if it's flammable. So after Betty Ann properly starts the story, we are introduced to the characters. There's Josh, he's a redhead, and he's kind of not a good person. Ouija, his best friend. I think maybe Betty Ann came up with this name when she was eating Italian food and thought to herself, this big ziti is very tasty. Hmm, I know, ziti, Ouija, that would be the perfect name for a kid in an up-and-coming story. 
And then there's Ouija's younger sister, Kathy. She went vanilla on that name. Come on, Betty Ann, be a little more creative. They are having fun in the park when they stumble around and see the attraction laughing in the dark. Wow, I kind of went full on Dr. Seuss there with all of the rhyming. So the kids are standing a while just looking at the attraction when they're approached by a carny. As I mentioned earlier, he's played by a Aaron Tager. The carny approaches them and he tells them, pick the right door and you'll go free. Pick the wrong door and there he'll be. He's talking about Zeebo. Josh and company decide to forego laughing in the dark on this trip. During this part of the episode, it cuts back to the Midnight Society, where David asks Kirsten if she's okay. She says she is, but her body language tells us otherwise. Kiki, being the badass she is, mockingly asks Kirsten if she is thinking about the nightmare she is going to have tonight. I will admit that when I first saw this episode, it scared me as well. To which the Gary is all like, Come on, Kiki, play nice. He tells Betty Ann to keep going, and Frank is all excited. Shit's about to go down. Also, Betty Ann has a nickname. They call her Bet, or maybe they are all too lazy to take the time to call her by her name. I don't know. So we cut back to the story, and Josh and Co. are now at Ouija and Kathy's house. Ouija, being the nerd he is, did some research on Laughing in the Dark and found out that the original one burnt down when Sibo lit a cigar and the place caught fire. Kathy mentions that the place is for real haunted. Oh my god! Also, I'm not sure if Ouija has the bedroom or just sleeps in a hockey rink. His uh, bedroom is like nothing but hockey and there's like hockey nets and hockey attire on the walls. So all three of them are talking and Josh says he bets Zebo traps little children and tickles them and then chases Kathy who hits him. Ouija bets Josh he is too chicken to go into the spook house by himself to which Josh is all challenge accepted. Josh even says he will grab Zebo's nose. Um, he decides to do that as a way to prove he went into the fun house. I guess just going in and watching them doesn't count because he could go in, wait for them to leave, and then just come directly back out. So now the episode cuts back and Josh and company are back at the front entrance of Laughing in the Dark with the creepy, possibly pedophile Carney. He tells Josh, it's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. That right there is kind of creepy and make me not want to go in the attraction, but I'm not Josh. Josh is all like, uh, yeah, sure, and enters the spook house. He walks through and is kind of scared, and then he gets to the door room, and before he finds Ebo, he finds the way out, but that's big problems. See, Josh knows that Ouija means business, so he finds Ebo and steals his nose. Josh leaves the spook house in victory. Once again, it cut away to the Midnight Society, where Eric is all, I have a cramp. Like the way it's shot and the way it sounds on air, it sounds like he's saying something totally different. Um, but anyways... Uh, he tries to get up and Kristen just like makes him sit back down. Not gonna lie though, I thought he said he had to take a crap. As in, he is so freaked out he's gonna crap his pants. But Kristen pulls Eric back down to sit. Kiki teases Kristen and tells her, Give it up, Kristen. You can't take it. Kristen tells the group that she's fine, but her vice grip on Eric tells me that she is not fine. Betty Ann is probably thinking to herself, Seriously? I cannot get through my story without any more interruptions? Anyways, Betty Ann continues, 
So Josh becomes a bigger a-hole. My words, not hers. He was really giving Ouija a hard time and wanted to make him wear the nose to school for an entire week. Josh starts to smell cigars everywhere he goes, and we hear Zebel's laugh. Josh goes back home to find a note from his mom. She basically tells him that her and his dad are out for the night, and she left him a spaghetti dinner. He puts his dinner in the microwave, and then Josh gets a call from none other than Zebo himself. And Zebo tells him in a really creepy voice, Give it back. This freaks Josh out, and he starts to set the table for an army of like 20, which is kind of funny because it's just him for dinner. When the timer on the microwave finally dings, Josh goes over to retrieve it, but oh no, Zebo has turned it into cigars. I also want to mention that Josh's mom left him a bowl of chocolate pudding, which he drops on the ground and now has a shoe print with a big Z. Josh freaks out and runs upstairs, where he calls Ouija and asks him if he is playing tricks on him. Ouija is all, no, I'm not. Zebo then stalks Josh in his own house. This is where my nightmare begins. Thank you, Betty Ann, for making me not ever want to sleep again. So one of the things Zebo does, stalking Josh in his own house, is he inflates a balloon. It's a purple balloon, and he puts it under the door, and it inflates, and somehow magically has a string, and it says, give it back, and then it pops. This freaks Josh out, and he decides he needs to go back and give the clown its nose, but not without a side trip to the store, a store to buy some cigarettes. I'll talk more about that later. Josh returns the nose to Zebo along with his offerings of cigars. Zebo is pleased, and we are now shown the carny who has the cigar. We are left to believe he was the one stalking Josh, which is really creepy, and he says without missing a beat, it's the most fun in the park when you're laughing in the dark. It cuts back to the Midnight Society, and Betty Ann says, the end. Then the Midnight Society debates about who was stalking Josh, and Kiki was all like, So Kristen, do you think Zebo will pay you a visit tonight? To which Kristen is all like, Sorry to disappoint you, Kiki, but I made it, and I'm fine. That is until Eric puts on a clown mask and chases Kristen through the woods. The episode then ends. So... After it ends, I then go into my thoughts about the episode. So here are my thoughts from when I had written the blog post. Overall, this is one of the most memorable episodes of the entire series. In fact, most people will mention this specific episode as having seen it or at least know about Zebo. One thing comes to mind for me, though. Does Eric just walk around with a clown mask in his backpack? Or did he call Betty Ann to ask her what the theme was? I would guess somewhere in between this story and Betty Ann's next story that her and Eric had a falling out. Because he was nice to her in this episode, but then in the next story episode, he's actually really mean to her. So here's like a top list of things I thought about. This story is particularly good, but I can't help but see the parallels from Ronald McDonald to Zebo. They are both clowns, and both have red hair, and both probably work for the devil. I wonder if Betty Ann hangs out at her local McDonald's a lot, and that is how she came up with Zebo. Point two. How did Josh buy the cigars? Did he have a fake ID? I get why he did it, but really? I mean, that creates a huge loophole in the story, and Betty Ann, you're better than that. 
because he would have to be at least 18, I believe, to buy cigarettes in Canada, and Josh couldn't even drive, so that leads me to believe he was probably 14, 15. Point number three, I really enjoyed the cuts between the story and the Midnight Society. However, I will admit that I wish Kiki was able to push Kristen a little harder. You know, like really get into her about how she's afraid of the clowns. Point number four. I kind of felt bad for Betty Ann as she kept getting interrupted. It was her time to shine. I also feel that she possibly held back for Kristen's sake, which I really wish she didn't because I think she should have gone there and like really have gone into the freakiness of the story. So those were all of my points I had put on the blog. Um, now that I'm looking back at it and I'm thinking about it more, there are definitely a lot of plot holes in this, and it's definitely a story that, like, goes from 0 to 90 really fast, but I also feel that it really showcases the storytelling style of Betty Ann. Um, my original plan for next week was to give you three very short original stories that I'm working on that would have been my submission stories. But I don't think I'm going to have enough time to record them or even write them down. Right now I just have one and it's not even a complete story. In fact, none of these stories would be complete. I'd have you guys vote on which one you'd want to be completed. And depending on what the answer is, complete that. But because I'm going to run out of time and I'm not going to be able to do that, we will just skip ahead if I have time to the next episode. And that episode would be our first David story, The Tale of the Lonely Ghost, which is a, I really like that story, and I feel it's a really good follow-up to this one. So, until next time, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, especially Zebo, I call this tale, More is Afraid of the Dark But Not Really, podcast number three over. Tune in next week for our fourth episode, a tale about a girl who is abandoned by her parents for the summer, and she has to spend it with a redhead girl named Beth. That's right. It is the tale of the lonely ghost, as told by David. So until next time, remember to socially distance and wear your face masks. See you next week.